0: for every Wednesday at this time, 620 on your Wednesday morning, it is time for us to have our visit with Dr. Stan Anderson. Good morning, Dr. Stan.
1: Hey, Pam. Great to talk to you.
0: I was kind of chuckling at myself, and uh, I guess you got to do that every once in a while. But I was was laughing because we, you know, we had postponed or pushed forward some of the uh, things we wanted to talk about from last week, one of which was hobbies and the other was uh, Death, and I thought, is death a hobby? <laughs> no, no, Pam, that's not even funny.
1: <laughs> um, well, uh, no, no, I, it is not. Um, but um, it's interesting thing about hobbies. Yeah, because this is fascinating. They looked at a hundred thousand people across 16 different countries. And what they found, uh, this was published in the journal um, Nature Medicine. And what they found was that hobbies, having a hobby, having something that interests you, is linked to fewer depressive symptoms, higher levels of happiness, self reported health and life satisfaction. And it was basically, uh, they found that in almost every country that did this. Now, when they said hobby, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be I'm involved with putting puzzles together or doing something like that. It can literally be volunteering, being part of a club, reading, gardening, playing games, arts and crafts, something that you are investing your time into that you feel is valuable. Um, so it was literally anything like that. And the thing that fascinated me. So that's kind of like, okay, yeah. If you're involved in things that you are interested in, you're going to be more likely to be happier. Well, what's interesting is is the countries that had the highest levels of hobbies included uh, Denmark, Sweden, Switzerland. Guess where the United States was? And guess this is seniors that are involved in hobbies. And guess which country in the world had the lowest level of hobby engagement?
0: Yeah, I would say the United
1: States. Well, actually, no, the United States was right around the middle, right around 60 percent. Hmm. I don't know. China. China only had 37.6 percent hobby engagement, and what they thought was Maybe they're involved in their families more. Maybe they're not involved in the social things. Maybe they're still working. Still working, yeah. Yeah, that could be it. Um, But it was just kind of interesting. China has higher levels of depression. They have higher levels of lack of engagement. Um, So, yeah, just kind of interesting. It basically brings out when you are retired, when you are not actively engaged, in um in work. The question is, is what are you doing to make your life meaningful? What are the things that you are involved in that gives you purpose? And the more that you are involved in that, the better you will do.
0: Wow. So that that's a good idea to just come up with something. It doesn't have to be anything extensive, but just something that's important to you,
1: right? Yeah. And it can be volunteering, it can be helping out at your local a um, uh, Lions Club, your church, your uh, at the library. At if you want to volunteer, there are hundreds of opportunities. Find your passion, and you will find better life satisfaction.
0: Yeah, and it can be gardening or growing plants. Absolutely, any of that yeah, kind of stuff anything. too. All right. All right. So let's move to the death topic, (laughs) Um, because I find this fascinating, too. But, uh, you know, people with near-death experiences, correct?
1: Yeah. Well, it was actually death experience. Death experiences. Yeah. Once somebody dies, so their heart stops and they end up then going through CPR. So um, cardiopulmonary resuscitation. So this is people that have had a cardiac arrest this was published in the Medical Express uh, just a week and a half ago. And what they were doing was they tried to revive people, do people, and the question was, was what do people think? What do they remember? What goes on afterwards? So they had people that had brain waves that were flat brain waves. So they ended up doing EEGs on many of them and they basically were dead. They tried CPR. And these were the people that were brought back to life, and so you would expect with brain patterns that are flatline, you would have no memories, you would have no thoughts. And what they found was was the people that did have brain monitoring, the forty percent that had brain activity uh, it, that returned back to normal afterwards. What they found was was that they had. Vivid memories vivid experience, so one of the things is is well first off, what is it that's happening the the best theory is is when you basically die when your brain stops working when everything stops working, maybe there is a removal of a natural inhibitory breaking system we don't know this, but this is what they're postulating they they ended up seeing that there's a lot of people that end up having a lot of memories of what they say happened. Many people had that experience of walking towards the light. Many people ended up having vivid memories of, I am there. I see that they are pounding on my chest and that they are doing this, but I don't experience it. And I'm walking around the room and I'm looking at this. These are death experience that have no good explanation and there's no way that the people could have known what was being, what was going on. Just really, really fascinating. It really brings out the possibility of an afterlife that we might be able to actually see in our, uh, in our understanding of being able to talk to people afterwards. So the bottom line is, is the reason that this study is important is when you talk to people, you are then finding that what they do is they end up having a much greater feeling of wholeness afterwards. They have much less anxiety. They have much less stress because what they realized, what they had gone through was their death experience and then bring b- back to life ended up helping them to have better um if if i could use this word um feeling of coherence that things in life are kind of like a domino pattern and when they experience their death experience um and then they are brought back to life they are much less anxious about the future afterwards yeah it's like <laughs> a sneak it's stuff. like a sneak peek almost Yes. Yes. Very much so. But the, the interesting thing was, was the brain was flatlined and they had all of these experiences. So something is happening that is beyond just what our mind is able to perceive. And uh, it, there, there's no good explanation for it that we have in science right now. So it really brings out the question of, afterlife questions, the questions of what happens uh, when we die, um, is there uh, truth to uh, some religious claims, really, really brings out a lot of those questions. And so people should take heart that, one, uh, death is something that these people did not fear afterwards. Wow,
0: that's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it really is. It is. It is. Ooh. All right, Dr. Sand, good stuff this morning. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk next Wednesday, sir. Hey,
1: thanks. I'll look forward to it.